Oh, God. Okay. Welcome to the No Time Records Podcast. <laughs> Today we have special guest Dylan from uh, Pig City and uh, the Not So Fast Children. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. I mean, it was your band for what? Over two dec, almost two decades. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I really actually like I learned how to like be in a band because like I toured and played on a lot of early Slow Children material. So were, yeah. were you there from the beginning? I was not. The beginning is was just was Nathan and Justice Prophet, and uh, I think this dude Grady who also went to our high school, and I think Justice I think Justice and Nate's sister Hannah originally started off in the band too but okay. it eventually turned into like you know like you know 90s mike nate profit justice profit and they just like had like a slew of, of bass players like they could never hold on and eventually i was just like i'll just i'll do it like for <laughs> real and they're like fuck yeah you know get in the get in the truck like we're gonna go play to nobody and we did how how long were you in the band for um i was in the band from let's see uh first tour i think i was like i was only like 17 so i think it was like it was like two or three years and then i moved to flagstaff arizona for for college and they uh it's funny because the guy that replaced me is also my friend whose name is dylan spelled the exact same way so it was like it's like nothing even changed they had they just swapped with dylan you know what i mean yeah those were some those were some pretty funny uh first experiences with with that band so i'm really grateful for it that yeah you guys are the you guys are like one of the socal bands i when i remember first getting into like um diy that like slow children was like was like the because you guys kind of started fizzling because it started fizzling out when i started like getting into diy and, and and independent music like around southern california i always saw that you you know slow children was like headlining or like always co uh you know they would be opening for like huge bands yeah yeah so did you so you played for three years and then moved to flagstaff and then didn't come back no not not really you know they they wanted to kind of move forward and like even like while i was in the band like they they had like you know we kind of did the like it's like a mix of almost like like heavy influence from like no effects and and propaganda Later on, yeah. they all got really into Title Fight, which is so fucking funny. Like, all these people who otherwise would pre-order their punk rock bowling tickets are like, have you heard of Title Fight? Like, yes, dude. Like, I've fucking heard of Title Fight. Um, but I mean, it's in a good way. Like, it changed everyone's trajectory. And they put out some really interesting music when they were all in their, their Title Fight phase. The, the downside is I really believe that the band didn't get the, the credit the credit it deserved my cat just knocked over a bunch of shit are you fucking serious ivy do you think that's funny anyway what'd you knock over can you um, not say can you not say it sounded like glass it was glass dude <laughs> this is great this is what everybody wants to hear too this is this is the, we got an exclusive we got a, a dylan disciplining ivy exclusive right now yeah absolutely like, hey how was the podcast oh yeah we had dylan from pig city on he just fucking yelled at his cat the whole time <laughs> He yelled his cat and said bad things about his bandmates and slow children. Like, I had yep. to, I had to kick my cat out before this because uh, otherwise pesky, he would have been, man. he would have been pawing out the door. Oh, my girlfriend looks mad at me for doing that. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend came out and and took took Ivy as well, so we're all good now. There you go. 
But yeah, man, uh, I, I don't think Slow Children got the credit that uh, they deserve. The band went through a lot of stages, did put a lot of hard work in, mainly because of Nathan Prophet and Mike Cantrell. And, you know, Justice reluctantly, I think, played drunk <laughs> on a few tours too, just because, you know, he knew that I think it would, it would help him out in the long term, and it certainly did, so... Was it really? I think it cemented a lot of those guys' uh, later music careers. Uh, yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. Um, especially, I mean, Justice is obviously the big one. It's there's no, yeah. there's no question about it. But yeah, everything I do, like to this day, like my friendships and like how I network with people and just tell people I have a new band or like want to do a new thing. It's just because of Slow Children. I learned everything because of just playing in that in that band. So it was really fun. What um. Do you have any any kind of fun memories from that era, like touring, especially because you were relatively like were you still in high school when you started touring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I was I was still in high school. Um, I had like yeah, it was it was it was weird for sure. I had no idea like kind of like what to expect. I was like just like I was like seventeen, like just textbook useless. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like they can't you can't do anything with that, dude. Yeah, one memory that sticks out. It was so weird, man. It was like a fucking like it was like a script for like a bad movie. Like we played the show in Boise, Idaho, yeah. and like it, the tour was around the holidays. So like we show up and we're like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, you know, we're the touring band from California, and like the everyone at the show is just like, "So we're like, oh, okay," and they're like, "This is our annual Christmas show," and it was just like a bunch of like random local Idaho musicians just all doing like just Christmas songs all night long. And like, we just like had to play last. Oh, and, like no Christmas songs. Um, oh my God, dude. It was so weird. That was so uncomfortable. And like that, we, we came back to that same club years later. Cause like that same like venue did this thing called punk rock Mondays. You can just see where it's our, obviously our niche demographic. And so like, we'd always play boys like on Mondays. Cause it was like punk Mondays. Ah. what was what like were they punk bands covering christmas songs or was it just like hey this dude's <laughs> gonna get up with a guitar both it was dude tommy it was like it was so bad it was so bad oh god i have we ever for an historic vision ever been uh cursed enough with having to play last as a touring band but i it's think we've we've horrendous. gotten pretty lucky so far we've had to open a bunch which sucks yeah, I think the only time we ever had to play last as a touring band was when uh, Insomniac Collective got uh, double booked with that psychedelic rock show. I was also double booked with a was sorry was triple booked with a uh, uh, hip hop show. That sounds like there might have been a lot of people there though. Yeah, not at twelve thirty when we finally got to play. Fuck yeah, that's the worst. Because, like, that's, that honestly sounds like a solid draw. Like, I don't get me wrong. I don't want to sit through any of it. But, like, it sounds like there was probably, like, a decent draw at the door. We that did out of, like, pity. I think all of the psychedelic... Because all of the psychedelic rock bands were from Sacramento. And then we we were the only touring band with Mario. And then they just gave us all the door money. Because they were like, hey, man, we just wanted to have this show. It's, like, their, like, last... Like this band's like last show ever and it's like we're sorry and it's like it's it's cool you know you know trying to be that optimistic like oh it's you know we could combine the shows there's there was no crossover 
That's how it goes. I, I love that though. I love hearing those stories, man. I feel like everybody thinks that this shit is like really fun sometimes. And it's just like, you just get, it's just weird. Like you're just constantly in these weird situations, <laughs> just like waiting to play like your 15 minutes of like aggressive music. Does, um, does pig city being that you guys kind of have, uh, uh, your, your, your fingers in a lot of different pies. I didn't kind of think of a better, uh, uh, euphemism but the fact that you're kind of you're kind of power violence you're kind of crust you're kind of hardcore do you guys get booked on kind of specific shows and you kind of have to tailor your sound to whatever you're playing um yeah it's arizona's arizona's pretty cool uh, when i first moved here um i noticed really quickly that like for example when i was trying to play in like solo children and like i was in another band called spring break 95 which a lot of people i think holy shit really yeah. I did, yeah, I was in Spring Break '95. That was like all; those were like all like my songs. Um, Dude, holy shit! Yeah. I fucking loved you guys back in the. Oh my god! I remember, yeah, God, <laughs> that fucking brings me back, dude. Didn't yeah, you, yeah. Didn't you book Spring Break '95 for a high tension show? Y'all said no. Oh, <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not surprising. Like we were like a really bad group together. Yeah. Like the drummer, <laughs> our drummer Josh, he goes by Gallo, ended up like having like also a very very successful like run in 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 hip-hop and he's doing incredible things like i'm so stoked to call him a friend the other guy jake sold all of his stuff and like just like lives in colorado like no one's seen him since i have no idea where if he's okay i think he's good and yeah that was a weird band too um but yeah i guess the point i was trying to make was like when i was in like spring break and like you know slow children it was competitive like oh fuck like fuck, you know, ceremonies coming to town. Like, man, I really want to play with ceremony. And it's like, motherfucker, like nobody in a ceremony crowd wants to sit there and watch Spring Break 95 or Slow Children, you know? Like, you're shit out of luck. And whereas, like, when I moved to AZ, like, it'd be like, for example, like a band of ceremony size would come to town and promoter would just be like, what's up, you guys want to open or what? Like, what? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and so, like, and I mean that in a really good way. Um, it's a little bit of a smaller pond and people were like, they're just totally down for like, like the metal, punk, power violence, and hardcore shows get uh, intertwined pretty regularly. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've played with, like, you know what I mean? Like we've played with Infest and we've played with Marauder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so like, yeah, I love it. I really do. That's, that's why we kind of did the sound that we wanted to do. Just like, I want to put everything I like kind of like in a smoothie. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to feel like you're like, oh, we got to be a really good crust band, and we're just gonna try to open for Doom when they come through, and that's it. It's like you can kind of, you have the freedom to be able to kind of just mix whatever you want. Yeah, being, being uh, that you totally. don't have to. You're not trying to compete with so many other bands in your area. Yeah, dude. The thing that like I tell people sometimes, but like just like for like I guess perspective is like when I was like playing in bands in Southern California, like, um. I just remember, like, it was like, oh, like, do you think we could play this show? And it's like, no, dude, like, Rocking Out is technically a local band. It's 2006. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting asked to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we just, like, sucked at networking. And we sucked at everything that involves, like, being cool and, like, being banned, like, being in a band. And so it took me years to, like, learn everything. Sure. I still do embarrassing shit, you know? Like uh, like bringing those big ass amps into program when you knew damn well they wouldn't fit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like it's yeah, stuff like that, dude. All the constant. That, was, that wasn't embarrassing, but I just thought it was. I just was like, that's fucking 
It's just how Pig City is. I think I, uh, I think I tagged you guys in the meme of, uh, I think it was a, it was like an office meme of like, that's the stage. Yep. And it's just like a, it's like a piece of cardboard on like a corner of like a, uh, like a bar. I was like, fuck it, Pig City's gonna bring in their two full stacks in here. <laughs> yeah, dude. We okay. And again, totally another, another like embarrassing like thing that we've done. Like we got to fucking, we got to play with the Impalers when they were like touring off of like Cellar Dweller. And so I was like, oh, this will be hilarious. Like, let's bring two base cabs in, like, in full stack, like, everything. And, uh, yeah, like, we just, like, had all this power up on stage. And, like, like second song in, like, the power just, like, went out, you know? And, like, just, oh just kind of, like, derailed, like, the momentum of the set. And just, like, and then on top of that, like, the breakdown was, like, just awkward because we had all this shit up there. It's, it's just, like, dumb shit where it's, like, dude, like, why did we do that? We only needed, like, you only ever need one 412 and one eight ten. I I I um speaking of dumb shit, I remember helping you guys with uh trying to reroute your tour that you did in the winter last year. Exactly. See, we're we're it so was, stupid. Like it was it was a big W. It was a big M. You guys were planning on uh what was it, Orange County and then like San Jose and then like Back down to like Los Angeles, and then like up to Reno, and then back down to Vegas. Yeah, it was, it was like it really was something too. insane like that. And then all of your Bay Area dates fell through, and then you basically just stood and stayed in Southern Cali for like four days, and then you just played Vegas and left. We went up to Reno too. Oh, you did! I forgot you did go to Reno. Yeah. Was that a good show? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was. It was sick. Um. Yeah, we, we did have to play. We had to play a bar. It was like 21 and over, but it was really cool. And we actually made made a bunch of new friends that night. And it's not something I was expecting to do. But yeah, it was actually really good. I uh, I remember you and I talked briefly. And it was like, you know, don't don't skip Reno. Reno's, oh, Reno's, Reno's a fun place to play. Reno's phenomenal. And I think it's similar to Arizona where it's, it's even the same where it's, there's like less. They're so kind of isolated up there because like with with phoenix i feel like you guys can hop in between flagstaff and uh prescott and and you know tucson. bands from those are yeah tucson but like with reno it's kind of like uh well someone in the bay area can drive three hours here uh other than that or no someone from sacramento can drive like three hours here but other than that it's kind of we're isolated so everyone kind of just no matter what show was happening doesn't matter if it's hardcore folk punk email whatever just the whole scene just goes yeah you know, yeah you know, I, I noticed that for sure back out shows and, and everyone just kind of plays with everyone up there because it's like yeah that's all we got yeah that's like so sick though like i i feel like that's that's just the way to go i fucking love it when i show up and it's like hey i think like every band on this bill is like kind of different but like still like also kind of the same it's a good feeling yeah you talking about uh, isolated bands? It's always like crazy when you see like bands from like Hawaii or like Alaska that like they'll be like the only punk band in that genre, and then like a huge band will come through to do like a special one-off show, and like they get to open for them because it's like that. There's no one else. Yeah, that's sick. Like I'm, I guarantee you, there's like I like one of every band in Alaska, and like that's it. You know. Yeah. I've always been curious about that. I don't mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe, I'm sure somebody knows. Because, like, okay, like, that band Cult Leader, they did, like, this, like, weird, like, it was, like, four dates specifically, like, just in Alaska. It was, like, just, like, a strictly, like, Alaskan tour that yeah. they did a while back. And this was a couple years ago. And I just remember being, thinking, like, 
that sounds like so cool for so many different reasons but like who do you play with uh i would imagine just any locals that would possibly sound like you at all yeah it could get could get interesting pretty quick uh we had our friends in this band called Dogtooth and nail and they're like a two-piece like kind of folk punk band and they they went up and just stayed in Alaska for a month, and they played like a shitload of shows up there. And they just like they said that they made so much money doing it because because everyone has money up there because of like oil, you know, it's all oil money. Yes. And they, you know, they're so used to not having, you know, out of town music that it's just like we'll throw whatever you need. Whatever money you want, we'll fucking pay you for this. Thank you for coming to our bar. Full-blown folk punk dream right there. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you, and they drove there, which is, like, crazy. That's, yeah. They drive through Canada and, and, the, and the fucking storms, or, you know, the, the, you know, the, the fucking ice storms and shit to, like, drive into Alaska, which to me, I feel like you would just fly. Yeah, it seems, again, it seems like a really... I mean, obviously, to all of us who are, like don't really know anything about Alaska, it's like it seems like just like an insane place to just yeah. eat and try, and like let alone try to have a fucking punk show. I'm always, I'm always curious about like it, like does DIY exist in like these tiny kind of not totally quarantined or like section off parts of the country, but like you know what what is small town isolated DIY like? You know. Yeah, I think like because uh, like uh, one of my friends' bands when they like. They've been to Hawaii multiple times, and it was like, but they like booked the show there, and it like it's like basically like a like a high school like cafeteria room, but like with a bunch of folding chairs like set up for people to like sit and watch. So they said that was kind of funny, but they said it was still cool nonetheless. But yeah, they did like a few dates in Hawaii, and that was the vibe. But like, okay, here's some folding chairs. Like everybody, come watch the punk band. Just. <laughs> <laughs> It's just putting it in the newspaper, like, hey, come out. Yeah. Here for, here for a day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what it is what it is, right? They uh, they enjoyed themselves, so I have nothing bad to say. What band was that that went out? Uh, it was the Cryptics. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tino, Tito. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's hey. a hardworking dude. He is in- incredibly hardworking. I we uh the first show that we had to cancel uh because of quarantine was a cryptic show. Yeah, oh they yeah. were dude. Yeah, they were like they're like you know, they're from New Hampshire and they were like in Southern California as the whole country is shutting down. That must have been awful. Yeah. The uh it was funny cuz it was like I mean, it was you know, it was not funny, but it was you know, we had so we had a, a our friend Paul from New Zealand through the week before he got incredibly lucky because he was only touring for like four days. He flew out, was going to go up the coast with another band. And then um, if it was like a week later, he would have been fucked. Like everything would have been shut down. It was like March 4th is when we played. Then um, after that show, I went back to school and then like Monday was like, Hey, all the other schools in the area are shutting down for, and you remember those. And then uh, Tuesday, it was like, Monday was like, we're not shutting down. And then Tuesday's like, all right, we're going online. Uh, finish up this week and then we're done. And it was just weird, like, watching uh, school, like, completely shut down. But that same week was the Cryptic Show. And it, it was, like, to the point where it was, like, 
Monday, I was like, I guess we're having it. Tuesday's like, all right, we're gonna have thirty people. Wednesday's like, we're not. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I I do vaguely remember you um, posting about about that because like you know we were all you know nobody knew what to expect yet, and like we're just all sitting here like just watching everything just kind of shut down. In so I mean, in hindsight, obviously, you know, it was only, the right call, but. It, it was the right call, but yeah, but again, like it, you know, it didn't last long. People decided to, I think, kind of our, uh, attribute, our yeah, attribute ideology to a virus which has none, um, and so here we are. Are uh, are people playing shows in Arizona right now? No. No, you haven't. Have you seen any flyers? I've seen nothing. Wow. Like no is... one. Again, like again, no one that I would trust to book a show. Or anybody that that we like to to hang out with or do shows with or whatever, no one has done anything like that. You, nice. That's that's not the case in Orange County. I know. I yeah. Uh, I saw some. I, I saw a story from a certain certain group the other day that made me a little disappointed. So I know who you're talking about. And, well, you know, you know what bar, you know what bar is, def, you know, defying the man and, and and keeping the music alive. You know exactly what bar I'm talking about. I know, I oh, I do, I do, and you know what? I just I cannot. So I'm surprised. Yeah, um, speaking of that that bar, when you you guys played that show the night before ours in uh, uh in winter, uh, it sounded awful. <laughs> um, you know what? It was, it was, and it also, like, it, like, was, but it wasn't, like, one, like, you know, we sounded good, and everyone that watched us that night had never seen us before, so, um, that's a small victory, and, like, two, you know what, man, like, fucking, you know, just because, like, we had, like, a record out and a little bit of a small, small amount of hype online, like, we're not entitled, we're not entitled to a great set time, you know, I, I accept that, so, it, I mean, it sucked, but it was very typical to me. It was I expected it one hundred percent. I was like, yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't expect anything less than this. I think. I think. I think my bandmates were a little, a little shocked, a little irked at first. But I think in hindsight, it's like, you know, you can't expect people just to bow to you just because you're on the road and like have a record out. That's yeah. you no, know, that's not a qualifying. That's uh, um, not really a. That's not really something that anyone really needs to give you much attention to, especially when you're hopping on another another band's show that probably asked for like a $2,000 guarantee. Yeah. I, I remember texting you. I was like, so it's 10 bands. Oh my God. And it's starting at seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Dude, that was so rough. <laughs> and I was like, you guys are going to get done at like four in the morning. Yeah. Sure enough. It, 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 it pretty much did. It got done at like two in the morning. The, God. the, headli- the headlining band air quotes with their $2,000 like, guarantee more or less couldn't even play their own air quotes, classic punk songs. Like they had to like stop and start multiple times. It's just like, so we were, this, is, this is ridiculous. Just let it, just let it die. I, I think with that band specifically, yeah, they're, they're like some like old, you know what I mean? Like I've been that guy, like I've been in like old guy punk bands before. Like, yes, you know, you like there are some there are some bands that can like still really fucking like bring it. It sounds fucking sick. Like don't ever stop, you know. And there are others where you're like, mm, I don't know about this. Have you had any chance to uh, be like writing and not recording, but at least like writing or working with Pick City during all this? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for asking. Um. No. Uh. We uh. We started. Um. Doing like you know like masking up six feet apart. 
going back to like where we practice and trying to crank out some new music. We're going to go record it at the end of this month. Um, uh, that's all, that's all I can really say for now, but I'm hoping that's, uh, I'm hoping to announce what we're actually doing soon, but yeah, we've got, we've got something in the oven, so to speak. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. You guys have a, um, do you want, is it, do you want to say if it's a split, uh, a EP, LP? Yeah. It, hopefully, ho- hopefully it's a, it's a split. That's, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I would, you know, there's not too much mystery here. Again, it's like, who fucking cares? Like, we have like a thousand followers online. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not keeping a secret from anybody. Um, you do you, um, trying to think. Are you bummed with the the whole, uh, we excited on going out with Livid? Yes. Very much, very much so. Like, dude, like, I, like for for so many different reasons, the biggest one, like from like 2010 to like 2016, like I didn't play in any bands or make any music. Like I played with Spring Break '95 like intermittently, mm-hmm. um, but like we didn't do like any like serious touring. Or we didn't put out anything cool. Um, and so yeah, like when you know from basically from 2018 to like now, like I was like, dude, this is so sick. Like Pig City is doing well. Like I mean, I went to Europe with Battalion of Saints um we have this other band here in arizona called lychee kind of like a kind of like uh like like weezer with more reverb is kind of the vibe that we go for um and you know things were just going really well like we're just getting asked to play all these cool things go on tours like we had the record come out and uh, yeah i was yeah i i i was really bummed because i like i'm really making up for last time here like those yeah my years in college and grad school really set uh set me back in a lot of ways Plus, with the the fact that you were telling me about how how badly you just you just want to you just want to go you just want to do it you just want to go out and, and you just want to tour you just got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I seriously like you know what I mean. Like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be in my in my twenties much longer. You know, there's like there's a cat. Like Fern and I were joking about like the trajectory of, you know, like the aging aging punk and hardcore dude. Like it's you know it's funny, and then until it's not you know what i mean like it's just like oh fuck dude like i'm like i'm 35 you know what i mean like, yeah. why am i why am i gonna go sleep on this person's floor but you know what i mean but you will but you just it's a constant internal battle yeah do you um i always think about like getting older with being in a diy touring band or recording band and like what is what is it because like in your 20s it's like i'm impenetrable and nothing yeah. can hurt me and Except nothing COVID. matters and then except for COVID, but then you hit, like, what do you do when you're 30? What do you do when you're 40? You know, do you keep, do you keep doing this? I, I, yeah, there's a lot of people who I think are, like, really awesome, who absolutely still have, but I think that it gets to a point where, like, if you don't have, well, no, that's, not, that's not accurate either. I, I think, like, dude, if, if you feel, still feel able-bodied and you still feel down to, to do it, and maybe you have a job where you have time, you know, paid time off or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's worth it, you know. Yeah, um, and I think it's. Yeah. There's there's a couple bands that have uh, that I know of and and had uh, you know older members that were still very much DIY touring, as cushy as they could be because you know they would have actual jobs and you know this was on their vacation times, but you know they would you know they'd still rough it so to speak. They'd still be staying at houses. They'd still be you know, yeah, using their cars. They wouldn't be you know, flying out places and all that. 
Yeah, yeah. There's I, I can think of a couple bands off the top of my head as well who are are exactly in that boat. It's like they're like they're hardly considered like to be like professional a professional band, but they've all been doing it for so long. Like it's like no problem. Like let's here we put out a release, let's do a quick tour. You know? Yeah. I think I, I think that's really cool. I really do. So you played in Battalion of Saints. I did. <laughs> how, long did how long did you play in Battalion of Saints for? I played in Battalion of Saints just uh, through 2018. Just that whole year? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything they did for that year, which was three Southern California shows and, like, a basically a, a month in Europe. How was the how was the month in Europe? Where'd you guys go? Oh, man. Um, that's a lot. That's a whole separate podcast, I feel like. Uh, we mm-hmm. went... Uh, we, we... Oh, my God. We went to a lot of places. Fuck. Jesus, Tommy. Um... Yeah. It was good though. I, I I had a good time, even though I feel like everyone I was with probably didn't think so. But that's yeah. I I, I liked it. It was fun. I liked touring, in did to you, an extent. It, was there any risk of you guys like were you guys on there with on work visas or were you guys there? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I do. Me and yeah, like me and Mike just brought our passports because I me and Mike tried did the whole travel together to get out there. It's pretty, dude. It's pretty funny, dude. Mike is Mike's wild, man. Like he didn't sign his passport when we were going through. Like he's just he just never signed it. And so like customs agent was like, "You didn't sign your passport." And Mike was like, Mike like looked right at the dude and was just like, it "Fucking says we the people on it. I ain't fucking signing it." And like they just like let us. They just let us through. <laughs> what the fuck? Like the, every like every checkpoint that we went through, I was just like, "Oh fuck!" Like. Here it comes, you know, because like, dude, like Mike's like wearing his like millions of dead cops shirt to the airport. You know what I mean? Like, just, I just love it. Like, just like, like, just not giving a fuck. Like everywhere we went, he was just like, fuck you, you know? And they just keep letting us across these like borders. Like, like, oh my God. Like, so yeah. Like, he, he told like, me he wasn't going to sign his passport because it said we the people on it. Like he didn't even realize how, how awesome but also like just ridiculous of this thing that is to say to a customs agent. <laughs> so like, because the thing with Europe is it's not like the States where you just go, you, no. you, it's a different country. So you were constantly doing this. Yes, dude. We, we crossed so many borders. Were they just like, fuck it. I don't want to deal with this. Um, over there, they're very used to the summer like festival circuit. So they see like it's so many bands. And so they just kind of like will open up the van, look at your passport, and be like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, you probably suck," you know. Um, <laughs> just, you they know probably, what I mean? They probably so. realize that you're like you're not like making millions of dollars doing this. Yeah, I think it, I, I mean, I think with us specifically, that was that was very obvious. I know uh, with a lot of, I mean, it's got probably pretty different, really different now with Brexit. Um, I know with with um touring in the uk is it's it's uh very sketchy because they you know you if you're going on a travel visa but then you're clearly have instruments you're clearly in their eyes working yep you and don't want to fly you don't want to fly into the, the uk is kind of what i've been told i'm not as experienced as i think some of the people who you'll probably talk to later on down the line yeah. um but we flew into berlin and um they didn't think anything of it. It's like, good okay. to know. It's, it's good yeah, to know. No. I know. I know. It's, it's, 
it sounds like a nightmare. So yeah, it, it, you know what? It kind of was. It was a lot. It was a lot of moving pieces, and um, yeah, it was it was cool. We played a lot of dude. Like you know, I got to play like Rebellion Festival like in the UK. You know what I mean? Like I'm like on the same yeah. stage. I'm like on the same stage as like Public Image. Like that's insane. Like what am I doing here? Like I fucking can barely hold this bass. Like you know, <laughs> I can't believe I faked my way all the way to Rebellion Fest. We played that Eper Hardcore Fest too in Belgium. Um, we played one festival in Copenhagen that was pretty wild. Like, just like how like, I fucking I fucking suck. Like, I can't believe I fucking this is sick. You know? Did you guys get on? Uh, did you guys get on Boomtown? No, uh, the festival we did in Copenhagen is called the Murder Twins Get Down. These two like identical twins just like, bring out a ton of sick like '80s U.S. hardcore bands and just like book a big fest every year. It's uh, it was like we played the our night like the three headliners it was uh tsol Deglo abortions and us wow yeah we played in between the two of them and we hadn't played a show together in months or like practiced or anything and like this is the first show of the whole tour and yeah it was pretty nerve-wracking it's like oh fuck like Deglo abortions up there just like killing it you know what i mean like tsol is like going on after it's like you know what i mean like jack risham and like mike roche are just like standing by the stage like all right let's watch this like 20 year old play some fucking 80 songs you know like just he, he wasn't born yet dude yeah like you, and yeah you could feel that a lot too like everywhere yeah. we went like i felt like it was like battalion of millennials was like the joke that i kept like making but is the lead singer the only original member yeah, he's one of the only uh, members that uh, is still living. Joey Maya is still alive. Um, Joey Maya, I think, played played drums late eighties um, with Battalion. So, is it? Um, it, is it? How does it feel like playing in a band like that? That you're, you know, not, not. I don't want to take away from your your contributions, but it's like you. I mean, obviously you weren't what made battalion of saints what battalion of saints is but your your position is to like present how does it feel to kind of be a part of a band that you had grew up listening to potentially and 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 help keep it alive you know this long yeah yeah no that's a good question it was honestly like i felt i didn't feel as much pressure as like if i was like oh fuck like i'm going to europe on this we're playing a bunch of festivals and club shows like with my band like with like music i fucking wrote with my friend like it was just like you know i learned 45 minutes worth of battalion songs and george george was cool like he didn't care like if if i didn't do like the exact like uh for example like the song like i want to make you scream which is like pretty cool pretty cool track but it has like it has like you know some some like uh it has like a bass line in it right and well, he didn't care if I didn't do that, like, note for note or anything like that. So it was cool. I I was able to just kind of, like, just wanted to make sure I played everything uh, yeah. pretty close to the original as I could. And a lot of the people that came to our shows, like, they were cool about it, too. You know, like, you know, they're, like, all older. Yeah. Like, do they, older, yeah. people kind of get what the situation is? Um. Yeah, totally. Except one guy in Poland was really mad that I wasn't an original battalion of saints member like he likes like grabbed me when i got to the show and he was like hey what band are you in and i was just like battalion of saints and he was like oh no and then he yells at everybody else it's his fake band (laughs) so yeah yeah 
He was he was pissed. Well, that that show was stressful too because like we got in this gnarly traffic jam where like the like the freeway, for lack of a better term, in Poland was just like a parking lot for like five hours. And so like Tino, believe it or not, like actually he just like put on some gloves and like a and just grabbed a walkie-talkie and just like started moving traffic, like pretending like he was supposed to be doing it. And everyone was like, "Well, he's got gloves on. I guess we'll move all the cars." <laughs> And so, like, he got everybody out of the way, and we were, like, able to, like, book it through traffic. But, like, we were so late to the show that, like, we got there, and, like, everybody just, like, started, like, like they, like, mobbed our van. <laughs> Tried to, like, tip it over and shit. Like, it was so gnarly. It was the worst. It was so tense, dude. Like, everyone was so pissed. But, like, they're pissed, but they're still, like, all right, set up and play us Battalion of Saints songs. We're, like, okay. But, like, yeah, they were fucking, they were, they were ready to, they were so I were murdering you. Play yeah, dude. Yeah, they're they're they were like, I swear to God, if you don't fucking get up here and fucking play, my mind's diseased. I'm gonna lose it. You know what I mean? Like, my mind we, will be diseased if you do not play the song right now. We're lucky for them. We opened with it, so. But yeah, that was really intense. Um, that like really shook me up, honestly. Like just turning the corner and then like having a mob of people try to tip your fan over. <laughs> from a from a country you've never, you know, but dude, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, it's basically midnight in Poland. I have no idea where I am. Like, it's like weird. Like, they're simultaneously trying to tip the van over. Then they get out. Then they're mad that I'm fake banned, apparently. And then, like, you know, two minutes later, like, what, do you want vodka? Like, oh, my God. Like, yes. It's a lot of emotions. Yeah. So many emotions they have to go to. It's like, well, they're fucking late. Oh, my God. It's not actually them. Ah, (laughs) fuck it. I just want to hear the songs. Let's go. Get them drunk. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. So, it, uh, did I, haven't, I haven't told anybody about that story in a really long time. So, I love the idea of just throwing gloves on and just fuck it. Let's just get traffic out. Yeah, dude. That I mean, that's uh, that's I mean, I I respect Tino's work ethic a lot, and and it's it's stuff like that. Like he just he just gets the job done, and he doesn't care if what he's doing is blatantly illegal. Like he, he's going to get, he's going to get his bands to where they need to be. You know what I mean? Like he just, you know what I mean? Like those like stuff that like would phase you and I like, fuck, I'm in another country. We're in like crazy traffic jam. I have no idea where we are. Like didn't phase him at all. Like I'm just going to put these gloves on and pretend like I work for the, like the city. Hold on. You know, like just so. Was it enough to get just your van out? Um, it was actually able to to move traffic as a whole. What he had discovered as he like ran to the front of the the traffic jam was that um, it had turned out that the whole reason why we were jammed up in the first place was there was an accident. The accident got cleared, but the accident was so bad that a bunch of like semi truck drivers were stuck in the the initial jam. Just turned their engines off, like all in 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 both lanes of the highway, and just like took a nap. So like you've got two semis blocking this, blocking the only way, even though the accident had been cleared for hours. So they straight up fell asleep. Yeah. So did was he like pounding on their windows to like wake them up? Yeah, yeah. He got he got them moving, and then he just kind of started moving traffic like around like because like, I think one of the trucks just kind of like pulled off to the side. But yeah, yep. that's, I mean he got it. He got he got it kind of broken up and sprinted back to the van and. And he's got it. He's got a he's got a side job at the Poland Department of Transportation. <laughs> Dude, for for real. Um yeah, that was a 
Like I would not have thought to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's how useless. Again, that's just like how useless and like just fake I am. I'm just like, yeah, fuck. Okay, I guess just sit in this van for five more hours. So it's uh, so it was you, Tino, Mike, and George. Uh, yeah, that was that was who was playing for. You have a? Did you have a driver the tour? Did you have a? No, which again was well, which a lot of people who have toured Europe were like, I'm sorry, what? Like we did not hire a driver. Was it? Do they drive on the other side of the road? Um, depending on what country. Why am I blanking on this? You would think this would be like a really obvious thing. No. Drive on the the right? Are they drive? Yeah, they drive on the right. Yeah, we drove on the right. Okay. I think in the UK it's left. Yeah, the UK is where it got weird. You're correct. Okay. Wow, I can't believe it. I'm see. That's just how like uncultured I am. I didn't even know that. But yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't hire a driver. Um, you have a merch person, or was it just you guys? We had, yeah, we we had we had a merch guy, and we were with the, we were with the cryptics too. So we had we had some we had some personnel. Okay, it wasn't just like four of you. All right, let's just let's just go. No, no, we had some we had some people, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, like I, yeah, not hiring a driver like that was that was like a Tino call, and yeah, he figured out. He figured out how to get us like all over Europe, all on on his own. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and he's a, he's a machine. Does not stop. He he. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I I I don't either. Um, you know, I I I always uh, I'm always rooting for him, man. I hope one of his projects really takes off, man. That guy fucking grinds. I I feel like the, it's gonna be the cryptics. You you would think? I mean, dude, they've dude, they've they've been to like they've been everywhere. Like they've literally been to Cuba. And he's just like, I'm just gonna take him. Yeah, I'm just gonna he's, go. He's totally out of control. Like I just, I don't know how he does it. He's amazing. Do you have any? Do you have any dream city spots for a pig city? Um, you know, I, I would love to play the Bay Area and not have the date canceled <laughs> three fucking days before we uh, are scheduled to play there. That'd be cool. We'll, uh, we'll 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 get you guys sorted up up there properly. Next yeah when, when when life can resume and not be sketchy and shitty yeah I, I appreciate that you know i felt like uh that one that one was pretty uh that was a pretty low blow i was like yeah. I, no i was like i will not forget that um but yeah, do you have any any dream countries that you'd want to take city into do you have any definitely poland poland yeah <laughs> i think that that would be a great place for us to play um because yeah um the yeah we i played we played in poland and slovenia and both shows like once everybody calmed the fuck down were actually like really good <laughs> so um yeah uh but no all jokes aside um uh italy is a really good place to play um the best, yeah the best shows that we played in my humble opinion were actually all just like the generic like club shows that we played in italy those were insane we played one on the side of a freeway too, and that was like sick as fuck. Because uh, I always hear about like like the it's always about like the squats in Europe. But you yeah, yeah. You had a good you had a good time in the uh, in the just straight up just normal clubs. Yeah, we played a couple of punk squats as well. Uh, we played like a lot of DIY spaces. We played a lot of bars, and then we played uh, four festivals. We like to ask this: What was the uh, what's the best and worst thing you've had on tour, food wise? Oh, um, shit. 
Uh, yeah, so like, I'm like the pain in the ass. It's like vegan. So uh, I've had falafel in like 10 different countries at this point because it's like usually it's like the easiest vegan thing to find. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Best thing I've ever had on tour. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. You know what? The, the, uh, one of the punk squats we played in Germany, like this dude, Freddy, like just like cooked up like this insane spread um, for us. Uh, and I remember that was like some of the best, that was some of the best food I had on the entire tour. I don't even, I don't even know the, the correct names of like the, like the dishes he, he made. It was all like very like German, like vegan centric food. So it's just like, just was it just like German? Was it like vegan versions of German food, or was it like yeah, yeah, sorry. traditionally vegetarian vegan dish? Okay, yeah. Was, go ahead, sorry. What was the worst thing? Any tour ever? Any band? Oh, dude, for sure it was obviously with Slow Children. Um, yeah. Fucking, I think the worst thing, dude. Like we took like this. Like, do you guys remember that band, The Maxies? Yes. Dude, we took their roadie on, like, our first tour, and he was, like, 30, you know what I mean? I'm, like, 17, and, like, he just, like, would not stop making, like, vegetarian jokes. And then he eventually put, like, canned chicken, like, in a quesadilla and told me it was, like, just cheese, like, uh, and I, I ate that, and I was like, oh, dude, this sucks. So that, was, that, was the worst, that was the worst thing. It's, like, some, like, 30-year-old man, like, thought that that was, like, a funny joke. But were you vegan at the time or vegetarian? I was just vegetarian when I was doing. Hey, if you're eating, if you're eating a, yeah, quesadilla, you'd be vegetarian. Yeah, that was that was the worst thing. That memory still still plagues me. It's just like, dude, what the fuck? And yeah. also, canned chicken is generally not very good. No, dude, like they put it like in there, like super small, like so, like I like wouldn't notice and stuff. And like I took a bite of it, and then they're like, oh, we fucking got you! Like, oh my god, like. Was it the rest of the band or just him? It was him and then our drummer, which was not Justice at the time. It was a, it was a different guy. Okay. Jesus Christ. I know. That was, so that was the worst thing I've ever eaten, just because I felt so I felt so felt so duped. You know? Yeah, it's it's fucked up. That's a fucked up thing to uh, make you make you go through. I know. It's just like, dude, like how like how the fuck are we like considered punks if you think that that's like a funny joke? But you know what I mean. I you know not to be like overly sensitive about it, but as you can see, I was just like, dude, like come on. It's like it's like damn the Maxi's uh, stage presence, you know, continues throughout their personalities. No comment. <laughs> are they still active? I don't know. I mean, as active as a band could be right now, I feel like everyone's dead. Yeah, I the last time I saw them was again, like it was like one of the last Slow Children shows I ever played before I went to college. And uh, we played with that, you know, like there's this bar called The Vibe in Riverside, and we like we played with them. And I just like remember, like, I just remember, like, the one of their friends was like in the crowd and he was like being a huge dick, like just in the pit. And then like somebody just like tried to step up to him. And then the singer of the Maxis like came and like tried to fight the other guy. And I just started like sitting there thinking like, yeah, it's so how typical like your friends being a dick, but you're still just gonna jump in the crowd for and and defend him. But so, I don't but um, do do you have any like you 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 were more of a Riverside punk then? 
Yeah. I went County, to high, LA. Yeah, I, I went to high school in Corona um, because oh, I, okay. yeah, yeah I, I'm from Riverside. I went to high school in Corona. The whole reason for that is because Santiago High School has uh, pretty much always had like a really solid uh, roller hockey team. And so like I played like varsity roller hockey. Like I played ice and roller hockey like all throughout high school. So it was like um, I, I went there because they wanted me, my parents wanted me to be able to letter in a in a varsity sport so it was really weird like i'm like you know what i mean like i'm like way too i'm like way too like punk to hang out with all these like jocks and then like i hang out with like all the punks and like dude what is this guy's fucking problem he's like way too much of a jock and so i was like i felt like that was i was constantly teetering between between that you're playing one of the most punk rock sports you could yeah it's really funny there's a lot of people who I grew up going to shows with and like they like now are just like joining like an adult ice hockey league it's just like like that hard times article that came out a while back is painfully accurate. What what what, uh, what was the title? Uh, it's a aging punk enters liking hockey phase. <laughs> I was feeling like uh, the uh, I, the like are you supposed to like sports as a punk? Are you not supposed to like sports as a punk? I'm pretty sure as long as you're not being blatantly racist, sexist, or homophobic, you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. That's fair. I'm pretty sure that that's that's a good thing to abide by. That's fair. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, the, yeah. I uh, Riverside and Corona Punk scene was actually. I remember. I have good. I have good things to say about it. The Showcase Theater was still open, you know, when I was growing up there, and so I got to see a ton of really cool shows. And um, we played a lot of house shows before I joined Slow Children, um, and uh, a lot of those house shows were with Slow Children, and so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did you guys ever venture into LA or Orange County at all? Not until I was uh, in Slow Children, but yes, we did. We would play like the Cobalt Cafe. We played like Deep Piazzas when that was like a thing. Um, what else did we play? We played a few. We played, yeah, played like all. Of we played the High Desert a couple times too, which was really funny. We played like Asperia. Um, those dudes that play in that band stay wild. They used to have this band called Subvert, which was like. Subvert was like really fucking sick, honestly. Um, and yeah, we would like go up there and like play with them and like Authority Zero. That was that was pretty fun. Even though Authority Zero is from here, but I remember that was the show. It was like us, Authority Zero, and Subvert. Subvert. Oh, and Naked Aggression too. That was cool. Oh wow. Yeah. Naked, good... Naked Aggression. It's 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 funny you mention them because it's out like in California, like Orange County, L.A. Like they play a show. And like they'll headline, but it it'll be like an okay show. They tour; it's like they're the biggest band ever. Dude, that they put the work in, man. They they they're, they're, they're been great. around forever as well. They're great, yeah. It's always just like it's 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 funny that like you'll have a band from your area that they send me regularly, and it's like yeah, it's they're great, but it's like I could see them next month versus like when they go on tour and it's like you know shows that you would never that they wouldn't normally have here yeah i i mean that's that's touring though you know like, i'm sure like yeah. you guys feel that way too like when you hit the road you're like oh fuck people are actually like stoked we're here whereas like when you play a local show it's like eh, you know <laughs> i think it's the exact opposite for us right now <laughs> i just feel like our, our, our it sucks because i think i felt like our local shows are finally starting to you know pop off and then COVID, we were all excited about you know what what this year was going to bring us but Totally. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that sentiment is felt, you know, 
unfold across the entire entire world of DIY music right now. But I know it fucking sucks. It, it's it's it sucks. It sucks not being able to do like the only thing that probably makes like your horrendous day job if you still fucking have it tolerable. You have like you have a you have a show to look forward to, or you know you have two weeks of touring to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's awesome. Like I said, like I'm plus like dude, like I'm over here like making up for lost time. Like somebody having like a quarter life crisis because I made the horrible mistake of doing the college plus grad school combo. So, yeah, what did you uh, what did you major in? Uh, political science for for both degrees. Nice. Yeah. Do you do you have any plans of what you want to do with it? I'm I'm doing it. I started Pig City. I. All right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, dude. I, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, mean, I can't see myself like, I can't, I can't justify working for some of these fucking people, man. What do you, uh, what do you do? What is a, a, a political science? What kind of, tr- kind of job tracks do they normally kind of get as a political science major uh, outside of teaching? Yeah. And so obviously there's that, um, which I did do that for like one year and it was awful. Um, there's yeah, some people will do uh, will go to law school sh- shortly after some some folks like for example like my girlfriend also has a degree in political science um and she works for the uh she works for the city of phoenix currently um so you know you can do everything from do like local government you could work for like a nonprofit, you could work for an ngo um you can of course again you can do like the law school track you can become a paralegal um, if you're, if you're willing to get certified and work, work for a law firm, um, you can, you can certainly teach that their, uh, political science degree is, makes you pretty qualified for like history teach, like if you want to be like a history teacher, for example. Um, so. So as like a, would you be like a consultant for the city? Um, no, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there is that, like somebody who's like, for example, like like I, I've seen some job postings in Phoenix. I think like the description was literally like policy analyst, if I'm not mistaken. So like there is stuff like that. Yeah, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of avenues that, uh, that you can that you can pursue. But uh, frankly, all of it, in, in my opinion, sometimes hits a, it's this like just this dead end of of, of bureaucracy. Um, so so you so you would you be like, oh, I'm I'm hey, we want to enact this law. Can you look over it? Not as a lawyer, but as like a, is this sound or is this, you know, am I, I, am I way off on like what you would be doing? I, th- I think, I, I think you're a little off. I think uh, you would be, it wouldn't be so much like, hey, is this, is this a good thing to do? Like, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's, yeah. that's ultimately the issue, right? Is you're, you're just like, you're constantly going to be, you're going to help, you're going to help whatever whatever institution you're working for yeah. continue to, to push out policies and procedures that ultimately them. yeah that ultimately pr- protect them from everything and yeah. regular people benefit almost in, in no way yeah. and, that, like that's, and that's like a really i should be clear that's like a really really like blanketed statement um yeah. you know what i mean again like my whole thing was just kind of like yeah hey what's up like you know i'm I'm Dylan. Like, I don't really like capitalism that much, you know? Like, let me work for you. Like, you know, I just... So I, that's how I feel with a lot of uh, computer science jobs. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's you. I mean, there's obviously... You could be... You could work on video games, and that's a relatively 
neutral to positive thing on the world, then, you know, then you start getting into, like, social networking, and then you're like, ah, this kind of involves, like, big data and, like, data collection and, 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 and analysis of, of people's data that they may or may not be willingly giving over to you. Exactly. Then you get into the real gray area of, like, hey, this is a defense man. This is a defense company. They're manufacturing bombs and planes. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. Like we, uh, my, I was at a job fair two weeks ago and they, uh, they had Raytheon was one of the, uh, the people mm. not, it was virtual. I wasn't physically there breathing on people. Good. Good. Thanks for clarifying. But, but uh, Raytheon was there. They were like, Dan, they were there in full force. Like most jobs had like one or two people you could talk to. They had like nine. Like they were like, we, we are ready to talk to, we want your kids. And uh, I, I was like, I'm not even going to bother. I was like, I can't, no matter what project I'd be working on, I'm like, there's no way I could like deal with myself. And I was like, yeah, this company was involved with making bombs that killed people yeah. very regularly. And I'm like, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. No matter how good the job is or how good, how good, you know, there's, there's constant defense work and it's like, I can't do it. Yeah, I do. I, I feel I feel very similarly. And, you know, I'll, pretty much I think every line of work that someone can get into is going to have a political connotation where we're entering an era where pretty much everything will be politicized in one form or another. I mean, like, obviously, a, a virus has has become has become politicized, which is which is insane. So, um, yeah, you know, your 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 line of work, who you work for you know, who, where they get their funding from, all, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, it's, it all paints kind of like a, it plays into the, the bigger picture. And so yeah. it's, yeah, it's a pain in the ass trying to find a job that's not going to depress you to think about every day. You, uh, do you want to be the no time political analyst? Um, yeah, sure. If that's something that you, that you, that you need, you can yeah. send different, uh, you can just like send me like different like articles or like news clips or, policies and i'll like be like yeah that sucks <laughs> <laughs> but like you got to look over band lyrics and be like is this correct yeah 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 I, yeah maybe, like, what, maybe yeah maybe i'll get a job at gilman uh, <laughs> just kidding checking yeah, but, a, i don't think they do that anymore yeah I, i've heard it, it comes in waves it just kind of depends on who's is air quotes like working there kind of like running running the place so yeah i know i know our friends low cash ninjas had to submit lyrics but i we the multiple times we've played there we've never had to yeah M mike told me he had to submit lyrics for standard issue um as well That's when he when he played there so i, I you know i think it, it just kind of depends on, on uh, booking you in one yeah I, I think so but you know what i mean i'm okay with that yeah like a, you know what i mean like we specifically started the band to play spaces like gilman you know what yeah. i mean so it's all good and to me it's like with lyrics it's like it, if you're if you're gonna be so defensive about them then like why are you singing them dude totally it's like you you were you were okay with this before but now that someone's gonna not even challenge you but just check to see like hey this is what this band's literally about this is because this is what they're literally saying yeah you know, yeah this isn't this isn't an edgy piece of merch or this isn't like an edgy Facebook post. Like this is legitimately the words that your singer is wanting to yeah. convey to an audience. So it's like, yeah, it's not a, I don't think it's a terrible policy. It might be a little overkill in some people's eyes, but you know, it's not, uh, probably weeds out more bands than you would think. I completely agree with that. 
And I think, yeah, because I mean, again, I think that there is still um, a subset of people involved with punk or hardcore who just genuinely think just being offensive for the sake of being offensive is still this like very uniquely punk act and this thing to do. And um, yeah, to me, that's exactly who that's designed to to, to kind of weed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if yeah, so you know, it's like on ass bands like the fucking like mentors and shit. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah. that's that's a that's an easy yeah, super easy example, totally. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we don't we don't need these playing our all ages safe space. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, come on, nobody nobody needs that, you know? But I, I, at the same time it is interesting because I I'm constantly like wondering like, okay, hey, like well, like what's the best way to like still make challenging hardcore hardcore punk music when you know at this point at, at this point, I feel like you know every every band every band has always hated the cops, whether they're a political band or they're an apolitical band, and we're getting to a point to where every band is is going to be um, sharing almost all of the same progressive ideals that are almost presented in, in pop culture now. So I, I kind of wonder, like, what is the best way to to keep moving forward and to keep like again just writing and making stuff that's that's solid and inclusive but also challenging at the same time it'll be interesting to see like ideologies like really starting to overlap regardless of like the literal sound of your music yeah yeah because i mean like let's face it like at this point like you know at this point the the cast of glee shares the same ideals as like most punk bands like we just we need to accept that (laughs) yeah so it'll be definitely i think an interesting like what sorry i mean that sounds soundscape of like popular music is already changing anyway it'll be interesting to see like what what'll happen in like two years well i say like five years but like it's stuff is changing rapidly you know yeah yeah i um i mean yeah i mean it'll probably be like more like 20 years when the virus is finally under control we can all tour again (laughs) and we can all yeah i i don't fully expect i i honestly i'm everyone's like oh like i saw uh but there was like this giant metal, one of those like butt rock metal festivals happening in in Florida, Always. announced for uh, September of 2021, and I'm like, damn, they're like, that's like the bare minimum of when something like that would at all be okay. That's like the pro, like that's like the that's like the quickest projection. Of course, it's fucking like five figure death punches headlining. Oh yeah, nat- naturally. It's like yeah, I. I it'll i i'm not fully expecting to uh tour until 2022 yeah i think that that's the safe project uh, projection i like i'm like mildly optimistic that we might have like a vaccine by the end of the year uh, then of course now we get into the nuts and bolts of how is it distributed yeah. what you know what groups get it first all that all that good stuff <laughs> I remember reading it was on cnn that was uh Vaccines should be ready end of the year for frontline workers, right? And then more general population by like June. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, it's going to be a process, but hopefully, I mean, I, I think it's, it's obvious everybody that likes, the, you know, the same stuff that, that the three of us like is prob- probably going to take it once they see that it's effective because we want to get back to what we're doing with this music. Think- it's just like fuck it. Uh, you, you don't want the vaccine? Cool. More for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, more for my fr- more for my friends who actually want to get this over with. I, totally, totally. Um, yeah, it, it'll make everything from shows to uh, 
you know, exercising your, your first amendment rights to, to protest easier. And I think definitely, and there's also going to be that weird time of like people kind of getting comfortable with going back out into groups. You know, you got to kind of, I know there's going to be people who are like, I don't fuck, well, I'm going to a festival right now, but then there's going to be people like, I don't know about this DIY show. Like, I know we, you know, I know it's, it's more or less good, but you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of, but people might need to ease into it, you know, even after vaccine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little while. Um, yeah, and it'll so be... that's very sad. Yeah. I, yeah, I have no, don't I don't think Fern and I have ever have any plans of even thinking about touring or trying to even think ahead into the future until shit's more grounded. And I think more bands should have that sentiment. Yeah, dude, like, there's already been, like, the first wave of, like, because, like, obviously, like, bigger professional bands, like, they just have been, like, booking space, like, like, into, like, 2021, like, just random, like, just venues for certain routes, just, like, just kind of taking the space up, and then, like, when a wave of cancellations happens, they just, like, like, their booking agent was, like, rebook it. Yeah, well, that's the, that's yeah. the shit, that's the shit with, uh, you know, as long as it's rescheduled, we don't have to refund you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, just keep pushing back tours, you know, forever and ever. And then it's like, ah, it's supposed it, to happen a year ago. I kind of want my money back. It's like, no, 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 it's going to happen. Yeah, I think a lot of bigger festivals and promotions have started giving money back. But the only, I guess the only reason why I brought it up was just that first wave of 2020, uh, 2021 tour cancellations. For again, like like bigger, like like much bigger acts has kind of already started. So, yeah. yeah the projection of okay maybe 2021 is is starting to be more likely yeah i i've I've heard that like live nations like we're gonna push as hard as we can and i'm like you could push as much as you want the vaccine if it's not if it's not fixed it's not fixed you know people if you can't have a festival just because you want one yeah yeah, I agree. Employ I mean, I yeah, I'm more concerned about just like everybody's employers starting to do that too. Like I feel like people are in complete denial. Oh yeah. And I'm how is how is Arizona with whole being bad. in there from is it <laughs> do people just not care? Is it at least in your ear so are you in Phoenix? Uh, I'm in Tempe, but that's like fifteen minutes away from Phoenix. So yeah. So your Phoenix would be your like next largest city, or it's like the largest city you're closest to. Totally, yeah. How how is is that a more liberal city, more conservative? I know the desert is relatively conservative. Um, I would say as a whole, we're we're in a very conservative um, state. Like Tempe is close to ASU, so like, I'm actually like in like the like again air quotes like liberal pocket. You yeah. even want to call it that. Um. But no, there's a lot of people who like, for example, like, like there's like a brewery that's like kind of by my house. I drive by it sometimes and they're, they're, dude, they're just always people there, you know? And so, it, or like, are they doing the, are they doing the, uh, uh, balcony shit or like the, uh, the, the yeah, I mean, like shit. they're doing the, they're doing like the, the, the patio shit, but like, it, I don't know. To me, it's just, it's just bizarre. I mean, Arizona never really shut down in the first place. We've been like pretty much open since May. Wow! And yeah, initial like, hit, and then you're like, "All right, we're just it's here." Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it yeah, it's it's not been good. A lot of like, for example, like one of my you know uh, our bass player Heron is he works in restaurants, and so like 
you know, like he's like uh, in a really conflicting spot because like he would never he wouldn't go out and eat or go to a bar. But like now he like has to go back to work because they pretty much kicked everybody off unemployment because they gave yeah. the green light to all these businesses to reopen. And so, you know, it's just a uh, it's just disappointing. Like instead of just letting people collect unemployment insurance, which they pay into um, and wait till this thing is a little bit more under control. We were just, no, no, like, because, you know, capital can never sleep. You know what I mean? Like, we just yeah. constantly need to drive people into the ground. It's like, I, that's how I feel with my work. It's like, I would never go, you know, I would, I would never willingly go to my work right now as like a patron, but as a, uh, someone has to work, it's like, yeah, I get to go every weekend. Yeah. I get to go, I get to go deal with that. And it's, and, you know, I, thankfully I get to work outside, but it's just like, it, it, it's literally the exact same plus masks, kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's iffy if my coworkers are wearing their masks. It's iffy if customers are going to wear their masks. And it's like, I'm just going to fuck off away from all of you. And I'm just going to not. It's like what you guys have in place is not good enough. And it's like, I'm just going to try to do my best to stay away from as many people as possible because I actually want to take this seriously. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. There's been a couple instances now where I've like just like tried to go out in public and like, you know, get something done, like thinking like, no, it's fine. Like, I, you know, this place is going to have all these these measures in place. You know, they have to to stay open and you get in there and they, they just fucking don't like, you know, I, I've seen people like just like with their mask off, like or like certain establishments are not having people spaced out appropriately. I just I feel like everything is just open on this technicality and obviously no one's going to enforce it. Yeah, um, it's, it's like a so. weird disconnect of like, I have to stay however far apart from my coworkers. I have to sanitize however many times I have to keep the mask on at all times. And you guys are all just going to go hang out at someone's house after it's like such a, exactly. It's like this weird disconnect of like, it, is it, it's, it doesn't get you at just work, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, well I know this person. So how could I possibly get, this virus that we have no cure for from them. <laughs> and like, I get like, like you're going over to like someone's house. Cause you can, you can trust like another person to be like, yeah, man, I'm not sick or like, I'm not feeling unwell. Yeah, and if they do, if they do, unfortunately get it, they could be like, Hey man, I got it. You should get tested versus like, you know, going out to a public ass bar. It's all strangers. Yeah, you can't. You know. Yeah, you can't do. You can't let any of those people know if you made a mistake and, and yeah. went out and potentially got somebody infected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, it sounds like yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm glad we agree. It's but it, yeah, um, we're yeah. It's it's kind of it's it's weird here. Like I said, it just seems like everyone has their own set kind of definition of what COVID safety measures look like, and um, I think that's why we've we've had so many problems there's not really been a unified national response for it and obviously you know we had like sixty thousand new cases i think uh, i think today actually oh god okay yeah because oh, we, were, we were we were back up to about fifty thousand cases a day we, last week so are we, are we, is u.s still number one in the world cases i think so yeah oh, hell yeah Somebody's going to like listen to this and be like, he got his numbers wrong. But anyway. I mean, by the time I hear it, it's probably going to be worse. So, 
Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, I just I can't wait for all any future employers to like Google my name when I apply for a job and they like listen to this talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't wait for that. And then like reading through Pig City lyrics and be like, huh. Yeah, reading Pig City lyrics, old Cult Nation articles, like just like we're not fucking hiring this guy. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I forget that you also write for Cult Nation. I, I do it all, baby. What's it? What's it? Uh, what? What's it like working for a a a, a somewhat? I don't want to say somewhat a very reputable uh, metal magazine. Um, it's it's pretty sick. I haven't been contributing as much as I should though. Admittedly, I uh. Yeah, well, when I I started doing it in two thousand and two thousand fourteen, they posted they were looking for writers. They wanted a writing sample, and they wanted you to pitch them like three or four ideas. So yeah. I sent in I sent in a writing sample. I pitched a couple articles that I would hypothetically do if if like they thought it was cool, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, you think you'd be a great fit." So you do actually have to kind of know what you're doing. And yeah. you have to have like a good ear and you have to know how to describe. Cause like the thing that like burns me out is like, I mainly do like music reviews and interviews and it's just like, it's just the same questions and the same buzzwords over and over again. I'm just getting fucking sick of it. And so yeah. I, I haven't contributed for a long time. Um, it got to the point where like, I would just like, like take in a band's record and just like write whatever, like just like write some insane story about like something I did that day over it and just like submit it. Like there, there's the album review, you know, like, and uh and relapse records never emailed me again um that's <laughs> yeah because like i reviewed like the new mammoth grinder record a while back and i was like i'm gonna fucking kidnap chris olsh you know what i mean they're like whoa like that's weird <laughs> so um yeah it's gotten me in some interesting like sometimes like dude, i accidentally like spelled i had like, made like a horrible typo on on one for like a festival i was covering like in tucson like i spelled the city's name incorrectly like 10 times in an article like it just never got proofread oh god so, like that was that one was like super embarrassing and annoying but it's just like whatever man like you fuck it like i've forgotten to go to like a bunch of festivals for free so it comes with like it comes with some with some social capital right like it's easy for me to network with people if i like if i show that card yeah i don't like to sometimes i do um and sean and megan the two founders of cult nation are like two of the best people i think i've yes. ever met in my life they're they're so sick you can you can obviously keep that part in the, the podcast but <laughs> um yeah they're great man so um uh, off yeah. record how say you're like a pretty unknown diy band does magazine press really do much for you like just, just you get getting a bunch, an, a bunch okay i mean like you know cold nation's page reach is pretty it's pretty high on okay. instagram and facebook so is like decibel so is mag you know what i mean like the 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 key is um and i learned this from fucking i learned this from fucking gate creeper because you know gate creeper came out of nowhere basically like let's be real i was like whoa what the fuck like but fucking their vocalist their vocalist chase was like a booking agent for years and he just like knew the game and so he just spammed every publication he could think of when gate creeper first came off you know cult nation being one of them and so you want to you know you want to reach out to as many people as you can that are like actual tastemakers right like cult nation posts great bands all the time decibel posts pretty good stuff most of the time metal sucks is just like totally like i don't even know what to 
Middlesex is, I, I don't know if I would send my stuff there. Uh, where else is really great? Maximum Rock and Roll has actually been really kind to Pig City twice, believe it or not. Wow. Um, I know. Um, and so there's a, No Echo is amazing for hardcore bands. Like, they'll, they'll get back to you. But, like, you, you know, you got to give we're playing this game where you just constantly have to have something, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you're the shiny new toy on the internet today, but like, what are you going to have for us tomorrow? You know what yeah. I mean? Cause like when terminal decline came out, like we had like three or four pretty decent sites, like reviewing it and talking about it. And I, you know, I want you to know, like I, I, I sent that shit out like a press package to like, I mean, I don't even know how many publications we got four, we got four people to do it. And, out of, out of how like just an unknown amount um i think it was supposed like it was like well over like 20 um, wow. i mean that's, i have a list that i was keeping for a while where i was like all right like, let's just make sure that you know we send everything to these people um so i mean i i would say it's worth it man you know and like more and more, like you know we were joking earlier more and more podcasts are popping up more and more random like people on instagram who like don't fucking play in a band like they're just like a genuinely like attractive person that just like holds up a record you know what i mean like you yeah. gotta get a hold of them send them your shit just, you know? just get eyes on your band name dude yeah um yeah so to, to me it's still worth it but again like i would i would ask this to to everyone you have on the podcast because i think you'll probably get a bunch of different answers depending on the people you work you have on you know yeah but I, to me i always feel like the the thing that gets you uh, obviously going viral in whatever sense that is. Virality is like the most still is for like getting popular, but I feel like the, the things that go viral like session videos where you're either playing incredibly well or you're or you're like, it's like a live show where you're just doing something insane. Yeah, whether dude. It's, whether yep. it's ended fucking puking at you know, the Pig Destroyer show or if it's uh, uh, Wacko playing at Denny's, like I feel like it's it's either you got, or if it's like Bridge City Sinners, like covering a St. James Infirmary, you know, Infirmary super solid, and it gets hella clicks. Like I just feel like it's it's you got to people need to hear your music, you know? Yeah, dude, and like dude, the 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 ultimate cheat code, like the Wacko at Denny's is the best example. Like people want to just like see like other people like just having a fucking blast for a band, and they're like, oh man, like I want to be a part of that. And yeah. so, yeah, like, that's great. Like, for example, like, you think of, like, the, that turnstile set from This Is Hardcore. I think it was, like, 20, was it 2013, 2013, 2014. Like, it just got, like, a, it, it got, like, it got so many views because, like, people are just going insane, you know? And, like, that video um, helped take turnstile to very popular hardcore band to, like, oh, like, this is, like, a very professional band that can, that can tour anywhere. Or you're like harms away where they're like, we're just going to meme the fuck out of this. Totally. Totally. Dude. Like all that stuff. Like, I mean, with the exception of, of the obvious things, no press is really that bad for you. Yeah. yeah unless, unless it's, you know, again, with the, the exception worst. of the obvious things. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's from, yeah. It's from 20, 2014 was the video uh, that I was speaking of. I was like, God, I really want to make sure I get date right. Cause that matters so much to me. Your, your political science it's all you know you're all dates and dates and laws you know? i know i'm like so insecure somebody's gonna hear this podcast and be like this fucking dylan guy is like, what the fuck he's talking about you know what i mean 
it's funny looking through the uh, music genres on Cult Nation, and none of that you don't just have punk. No, it's all the subgenres. Dude, yeah, I love that. I fucking love that because I, you know what I mean. Like, you tell some, you tell someone like, oh yeah, it's punk, and they're I, I fucking I know you guys have heard this before. They immediately go, oh like the Clash. <laughs> oh, like Offspring. Yep. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, like, dude, both of those rule respectively, but like, we got it. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the subgenre to me is, uh, I, I like it. I think it's sacred, and I think it, it clearly explains like what you're getting. People, I, I know that people fall in like the the uh, the um, uh, the subgenre argument is always like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And then other people are like, man, I fucking love being my niche ass thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think it. I think it's cool. Again, as somebody who who has written about music a lot, um, you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah. I I can't just call everything hardcore punk and call it a day. That's just that's it's frankly not accurate. Yeah, and as someone who, punk, like, no, it's not. Like, and as someone who runs a record label, it's like I don't. You know, I have to deal with so many different bands from so many different genres that it's like. Yeah. Sure, I can like you know sell a, a power violence record to like the grindcore kids, but it's like I can't just call my label blanket the punk because it's like they're not a whole. You know, it's not all bands that just sound the same. You know, it's, it's it's they're all over the fucking place, and I I very much like and respect subgenres because to me I, I I I like categorizing music. I like organization of of, of works, and it, it it's a good jumping off point. You know. Yeah, me too. I feel I feel the exact same way. I'm I'm okay with it. I also have no interest in in arguing with somebody who doesn't want to do that. That's cool too. Like I I had a I had a friend who just like everything like you could, you could fucking play him you play him insect warfare and he'd be like yes punk rock like yeah definitely you know what I mean I'm just like all right fuck it like next next yes you, know? <laughs> and then you play like the suicide machines and he's like that's fucking punk rock like okay yeah definitely for sure man yeah. you know. <laughs> But like you know, like who cares? Like because he loved it, he was okay with all of it. He like wanted to hear more, so it was like, yeah, all right, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna be like, actually, this is grindcore. You know? yeah, this is actually this is actually gore noise. Okay, yeah. you hear how he's exactly. you know, how he's, how he's <laughs> screaming. And if you look at the album art, uh, his bone is sticking out. That makes it gore. But you hear how it's really fuzzy. That that's actually adding the noise elements to it. Now this is different than gore grunt in the. <laughs> Yeah, so and that's right. I just have no interest in in doing that unless somebody goes, please explain that. Which uh, yeah. you know, sometimes that'll happen, and that's cool. I I find I, I enjoy music genres and the categorization of music or giving genre giving music genres for the sake of categorizing it. I think it's important, and it's it's it, I I appreciate it, and I know some people don't, but you know, each their own. All right, uh, Dylan, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Uh, if you want to shout out your socials, wherever people can find Pig City and Cult Nation and everything that you do. Yeah, dude, thanks. Yeah, I, it, was, it was fun. I love just getting together and bullshitting about this stuff. Obviously, uh, Instagram is Pig City AZ. And um, I mean, yeah, same with, same with Cult Nation as well. It's not even my, my project, but you should yeah. follow us anyway. You can occasionally read my poorly written uh, articles. So yeah, dude. Tommy, friend, like, thank you so much for for having me on. Of course, I I, I feel you with the getting the Pig City AZ because we're Corrupt Vision OC. 
hey, it, it matters. You know, you, you the people need to know where to find we, you. You know what well, I mean? Well, we couldn't get corrupt vision, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, Dylan, thank you so much. Have a good night, Duder. All right, man. I'll talk to you later.